All right, it's a Monday here on the Positivity Report. I am, as you, well, I mean, I feel like it's often that I'm alone here on a Monday. It's just me and Akaika Shively over there on the ones and twos, fresh off his fishing trip. You saw that big smiling hunk with his fish out there in Newport, fishing off a jetty, the only one to catch a fish in over four hours. Wow. That is a lot of time to only get one fish, and that has always been my issue with fishing. We will talk a little more about that, but uh, today on the show, Perry Nemiroff is going to join us here in a few minutes. She's in She's in there now. We're just going to get to a little house cleaning. Uh, house, I want to always call it house cleaning. I think it, the correct term is housekeeping. Do you want to go on a vacation? Is that what it is? <laughs> I do want to go. Uh, I'm going on a vacation, if you will, starting Thursday. Uh, I'm going. I'm heading to Pittsburgh to see family and friends for our annual Fourth of July. Um, my sister-in-law posted a picture today. My brother is flying alone with four children today, ages eleven to one and a half. Um, so if you see a stressed-out-looking guy who's a little bit taller than me, but and has hair, uh, with four kids in air in any airport around the country, depending on where flights go, I know there's no direct flights to Pittsburgh. That's my brother. That's my brother. Give him a high five. Tell him he's doing a hell of a job because. Father of the year right there, uh, getting getting all four kids to Pittsburgh to see their family and friends. I know my parents are very excited. Um, thank you all for joining us on a Monday. I see some uh, amazing people in the chat. It's great to see all of you. I hope everybody had a very nice weekend. I know I had a, I had a nice weekend. Got to see a couple friends that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And uh, David Griffin, I got to see him even though he was on the show Thursday. We went out with he and his lovely wife on Sunday. We had a little brunch. Um, and then yesterday we went to a birthday party, Ikaika, uh, for my buddy's little kid. He's turned two. And we got there with Rosie. And within 20 minutes, she had pooped all over Amanda. So we had to leave. It was, a, it was an easy exit as my wife's dress was covered in, uh, in poop. But she's so cute. It's hard not to. She, like, giggles when it happens. So it's, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. Um, you guys can go to the GPA.fun if you want to join uh, the Bucket Club. We, it's all right there. There's a merch store there as well. We have our new merch launching in about a week and a half. Three new T-shirts that you guys all voted on and a hoodie. And the Positivity Report mugs are coming in hot. We're, not only do we have a bucket club, we now got a little bit of a mug club. And you can, you can drink coffee or bourbon, whatever you want to do first thing in the morning, uh, you know, when you're watching. Or if it's in the afternoon or evening, wherever you are. Uh, you can get that Positivity Report mug. All of those announcements coming soon. Big week here this week on the Good People Association. You can super chat as well, and you can go to uh, streamlabs.com slash goodpeoplegpa. You can uh, get the picks and sticks. We still, I think we have like maybe 10 left, 10 packages left, three stickers, four guitar picks, plus a Josh McCougar for Jeopardy sticker, uh, a personalized note to all you amazing people that have purchased all this kind of stuff. These are going to go out this week. Uh, I got to give a special thanks again to Intune Guitar Picks as well as Design Studio out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So get those. Uh, also, uh, the podcast network is launching very soon. You'll be able to get all of these shows on podcast form, plus some new launching podcasts. We're talking to a bunch of friends. Um, the golf show will also be a podcast. We're going to launch that probably in later July. So a lot of fun things to be announced and coming soon, as well as tomorrow on the Positivity Report. Um, we have been trying for a long time to make this happen, and it's finally happened. Jean Trebek, the wife of the late, great Alex Trebek, my professional hero, will be in studio tomorrow with her partner, Allison Martin, of the website Inside Wink. It's a positive website. They focus on positive news, good news, affirmations, all that kind of fun stuff. 
So we're going to be talking to them about that. Jean Trebek does a lot of recipes on there. I'm hoping Jean, I'm going to try and convince Jean to let me come over and cook her my pasta carbonara. Uh, Listen, I've got all kinds of fun things planned for them tomorrow. I'm very, very excited about that show. So check that out. This is a dream come true for me. Uh, I briefly got to meet Alex Trebek from a distance when I went to a Jeopardy taping. So to actually sit down with Jean Trebek and talk to her uh, is, is just awesome. And then on Wednesday, because you guys... We, we raised a ton of money for the Battle Buddy Foundation and all that kind of fun stuff. Tomorrow, or Wednesday, we're going to go a little bit early on the main show, and I'm going to watch... What am I watching again? Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Paranormal Activity 3. Think you're funny, huh? Think you're real funny, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Wednesday, we're going to do Paranormal Activity 3, starting at 3 p.m. instead of the usual 4 p.m. So, tune in for that. Uh, I'm not psyched about it, to be honest with you. Just you just went from like a ten to a two. You're so excited now, right? Yeah. Oh uh, man, it's it's not great. But Wednesday, Grace Hancock is back, so a full witchy Wednesday on Wednesday. Grace in the morning, Paranormal Activity three. Uh, in the in the evening, and speaking of somebody that probably liked Paranormal Activity three, I'll ask her when she's here, and I miss her terribly. I, I'm. Uh, she she moved back to New York, I believe, or at least she's coming here live from New York because her family's there, and her um her little she's got a little nephew niece son of a God Robbie uh is the best and her sister Lonnie who I love I I legitimately miss seeing and talking to Perry Nemiroff every single day, uh and she's doing amazing things still at Collider she's the voice of reason in this crazy movie world ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, Perry Nemiroff. That was quite the intro. <laughs> and you weren't wrong because now I have a niece and a nephew. Oh, what? Yeah. As of uh, two weeks ago. What? Perry? Yep. We got we got Robbie now and also Jude. Jude? Yep. Oh, my goodness. So weird. Yeah. It's so weird. You know, now you know, very, very, it was stressing me out when you were uh, talking before about flying with multiple children. What what was the number? Four? Four, Perry. Four. Yeah. Just watching Lonnie try to get her (laughs) nearly two-year-old and an infant in the car so she could run one errand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is the most stressful thing I've yes. ever seen. Because Robbie's a little over two now, right? Or three? She's just under. She's going to turn uh, two at the end of July. Two, end of July. Okay. Oh, she man. got a lot of energy, that kid. <laughs> you, you got a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. <laughs> right now, right now, Perry, she is, she is so sweet. You can like leave her places. She entertains herself. And we, everybody we talk to like, yeah, just hold, hold, don't just hold on to this, hold on to this forever because yeah, yeah, I know what's coming down the pipe. There's, there's good stuff to come though. Right. Right now, Robbie is, uh, is very good at telling you exactly what she wants without (laughs) using the proper words. So it's pretty much just like point and like, do this and get me that. Yes. And I live to serve her. So I'm doing it. Ant spoils a lot over here, right, Pear? I draw the line at uh, at poop and spit up, but I'm open to everything okay. else. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that is like the niece, uh, you know, like the aunt uncle line is like you oh, see yeah. the poop or you see the spit up. You're like, okay, this <laughs> is your out. turn. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched her alone yet? 
Like, have you not been tasked an, with not for an extended period of time? I, th okay. I think we've only really been alone. To, and I think it's because of the pandemic, not mm -hmm. because I refuse to do it, but we're all on for top sure. of each other all yes. the time because we're stuck in the house. Not yes. so much anymore. But mm -hmm. I've been alone with her for like 30 minutes and we're fine. Yeah. OK. OK. No, I think the, the baby. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still not very trusting of myself with mm -hmm. infants. So that infant leave me for like 10 minutes with Jude and that's it. I love that name, Jude, too. That's great. Um, he is he is going to go through a phase where he absolutely hates the song Hey Jude and mm -hmm. then he's going to hit the age where he realizes it's so cool. It's so cool. And then yeah. he has a bunch of Jude Law pictures on his on his wall. Oh know. yeah, that as well. Yeah. Robbie actually ever since she was born has always had a Beatles poster in her room. There so Lonnie's go. been planning that name for a long time now. So I'm guessing that she and what's her husband's name again? Matt. Matt. They're huge you're, Beatles You're a doppelganger. That's right. He does look Not like so me. Not so much anymore, though, because you guys have different styles right now. Mm -hmm. I took it off, Perry. I was tired of struggling every day looking in the mirror like, I've got a few strands left. I'm hanging on. Dude, I'm jealous. I wish I had the nerve to just shave it all <laughs> off because it's so annoying. Why would I want to deal with it? But nope, can't do it. My mom can't would tell do me. It. Uh, how, so you're officially out of Los Angeles. You no longer... No. 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 So... So technically, okay. when lockdown began, I just came to New York to ride it all out with my family. I didn't okay. realize it was going to last a year and a half. Yes. I stole my apartment and I'm going back mid-July. Whoa. Oh, so you're coming back. Yep. Yep. Okay. The one-way ticket is booked. I will be there soon enough now. Whoa, Perry, we got to get you in studio. Seriously, that is one of the things that I am looking forward to most. Yes. As much as I love being in this house with my <laughs> wonderful family, like, get me out of this room and into a proper studio and socializing with people that I'm not related to. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that being an issue. Um, I, I, I want to talk about get you at studio and for, and I really want to get you on Josh Brady cause I think you'd have a blast on the show. Do you know how much Jeopardy I've been watching during lockdown? Yes. It is it is like a like it feels like an old fart thing, but I am fully embracing it and I love it. Every single night <laughs> during dinner, we watch Wheel of Fortune and then we watch Jeopardy. Wait, is it where or you are? The other way around. Right, it's the okay. other way around. Right, so right, right, right. here here in New York, it's it's Jeopardy, then Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. But when I went to visit Nana in Florida, it's the opposite. What? And we'll to end like the Florida family text messages, the New York family while these game shows are going on. And I had to be so sensitive about spoilers. What? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I did not know that. I knew when um, James Holtzauer lost his match that they air Jeopardy earlier in some markets, like three o'clock, three thirty. And I was spoiled uh -huh. for his loss. Um and the Ken Jennings loss was before social media, so you couldn't get spoiled for that one. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I just want to know the reasoning behind it. Like, wh what is it about the Florida market that makes it better for them to air one show before the other? I don't know, Perry. I, I will I will be honest. The syndication, <laughs> the syndication situation in television has always confused me. I feel like this is a Thad Williams thing. Right, Probably. I, he definitely has the answer, and I'm totally going to message him right after. This. Yeah, right. Like, why does that happen, Thad? <laughs> Um, so, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about get you in studio, Josh, pretty, all that kind of stuff. Yes, but yes. I need to ask you, do you play the saxophone? I, I played it very, very well growing up. I played really? it all throughout high school and about halfway through college. I wasn't, when I went to college, I wasn't in the, like the school within the university that taught music stuff. So eventually I hit a point where they're like, we don't have space for electives anymore. And then I, I stopped playing it. Wow. Perry. But 
I still I still have the baritone and I have an alto saxophone too. I think I might bring the alto back to LA with me. What? Yeah. Perry, Perry, this is the I you in all the years we've known each other, that we've been friends through thick and thin, through all the, the maelstrom of collider. Okay. <laughs> You've never told me that you played the saxophone. Not once. I heard yeah. all about your cat. I even went to your apartment to do your show. And you never told there, me that you played the saxophone. There were no instruments there. there. There were no instruments there, but I'm determined to change that because I've been looking at this thing now for a year and a half. And the fact that I can't really play it anymore is like, it's hugely disappointing. Isn't it incredible how you could spend so many years of your life working on one thing and then you stop doing it and all that information just goes completely out of your head. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're, I'm being asked in chat. Let's hear that Caribbean queen solo or maybe some <laughs> born to run. Can we can we get a, a Perry Nemiroff, just a quick few notes here? You can't because I mean th- anybody who knows saxophones knows that I'm committing a sin right now because oh. there's a there's a read in there. Oh no. And that's like you don't do that. I should Take have it put read. away. But that means it's it's super dried out and probably cracked and I need oh, a new one. No. I I pro like keep holding me to that though, because I want to do it eventually. Yes. Well so, when you're in studio you gotta bring a saxophone. So I, I had the most saxophone playing pressure dropped on my lap a couple of weeks ago because you of course know how much I love horror. And yeah. I hosted a panel for John Carpenter and he saw that behind me. And do you do you remember when uh Ellis and I and a whole bunch of other people we went to a John Carpenter concert for Halloween? Yes, I do. And I'm thinking tell thank him you I go to the concert. He basically invite. He's like, you have to come to my next concert and play the saxophone. So now, now, like, even though I know it's never gonna happen, now I'm in an absolute panic that one day John Carpenter is gonna message me and be like, "You coming?" And oh then I'm gonna be like, "Shit, God. I didn't practice." Wait, so were you in marching band in high school? We didn't have a marching band because our high school was too small. Okay, but I okay. did like regular band for okay. school credit reasons, yes. jazz band and pit orchestra. I loved pit orchestra. That Whoa. was the favorite. Oh man. Okay, yeah. so here's here's my saxophone story. So I took my whole life, I took uh, piano lessons. And I believe Perfect. Hawaiian Hunk, uh, you, uh, by the way, Perry, you have yet to meet Ikaika Shively. He's the best. He's our technical engineer. He's the Hawaiian Hunk, the great Hunkino, the Prince of the Islands, Aloha Friday. Um, he, I believe you played the trumpet? Yeah, I played the trumpet for seven years. Trumpet for Again, seven like, years. Again, like, like you, Perry, if I try and pick it up, I could maybe play a few notes, but yep. you have to get your, like, your lips back. To play. You got your li- you got to get your lips back to play is what yeah. he says, Perry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Where's where's Grace? Every <laughs> single time I hear her, that's what she, she said. Yeah. Possibility. I go right back to Grace. She Gra- just she ruined my mind. <laughs> you get the Grace. That's what she said, or the Ken giggity. Like that's that's the Ken. Ken says giggity. Grace says that's what she okay. said. I I it. You know what? As somebody that makes silly pun jokes all the time, that that's what she said. I'm just like, you know what? It's low hanging fruit. But then I'm like, everything I do is a pun. So whatever. Like it's all low hanging fruit to me, Perry. Um, it's really awkward when uh, I'm the only one that realized, like in an interview or even when I'm with my family, sometimes I'll say something and I'll stop and my face will contort and nobody <laughs> around me will get it. But deep down, I know what I've just said. <laughs> And no one's thinking it. No one is thinking of it, but I think they're thinking of it. So it makes me even more awkward. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my saxophone story. Then I'm going to tell you that's what she said story. And and my okay. mom, my mom hates this story. Okay. But so 
I played piano my whole life, right? And Mark Riley chimes in in chat. We should start a band. Perry on sax. We open for Shine Down. I can see it now. In parentheses, it's not good. Yeah, you're right, Mark. It's not. Mark, <laughs> Mark can play the keyboards decently. I took all these piano lessons, and all I can play is like the decent chords. Like we just got a little piano for Rosie, and I'm just like boop 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 boop. And Amanda's like, "Are you are you are you trying to play the?" the Beverly Hills cop theme. I'm like, yeah, we don't have the high note for that one. So we're just going to play it in the lower one. Anyway. So I told my mom, cause I saw, I think I, I basically saw Lisa Simpson play the sax in the Simpsons. Yep. And I would hear like jazz and I'm like, and I was like, I'm going to take saxophone. So fourth grade, you could take like band stuff. So I got the saxophone after the first two weeks. I was like, this is impossible. I can't do it. So I quit saxophone right after like the three month band concert. Right, I was the kid in the band concert that just held it in my mouth and just like pressed the, the things. You know what I mean? Everybody's got one of those. That's a classic. It's, it's better to do that than to try to play when you can't. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so I respect the choice. Thank you, Perry. You know, I always I always choose the easiest route when it came to uh, music and saxophone. So the the saxophone went right back. But I was always jealous of people that could play saxophone. So I when Amanda and I first met. We were like, listen, she's like, oh, listen to the saxophone. I was like, oh, I used to play the saxophone. She's like, no, no, you didn't. And I was like, well, I played it for three months in high school. But my parents still have the saxophone in the basement, right? It's like it's in a case. It's been sitting there. It was like a friend let us borrow it. And he never asked for it back. It's just this old saxophone. So I buy a reed and I put it in the saxophone. And it was just as bad as I remember, Perry. It was it was brutal. Brutal. You, you need to start a little duet with my sister who played who played the flute in high school. Oh, and no. my God, La, Lonnie was a wonderful student. She would study like crazy. And that sure. applied to the flute, too. In four years, she never got any better at the flute. <laughs> it always sounded the same. Lonnie. <laughs> Lon no, it's, it's, uh, I like, I would see people play these wind instruments and they would try and describe it to me. My, like my head just couldn't equate it. I couldn't figure it out. I just, my fingers were the only things that could play music. That was it. Well, that was like the same thing with me and the, uh, it was the cello. Cause when you're like a teeny tiny child in school, you're only allowed to play string instruments. And I was right. not happy <laughs> in those classes. But then when I found the saxophone, I'm like, I get it. Yes, I get it. So, okay, so Perry found her love in the saxophone. Our buddy Kingsport Cow chimes in with a super chat. I want to see Perry playing sax in the rain, sort of like MacGruber. Uh, I believe MacGruber is one of Perry's favorite films. Uh, I, and it's a film, Perry. It's not a movie. It's fun. It's not my <laughs> I love when I throw something at you and you give me that classic Perry face, though. Yeah. <laughs> because of you, anytime I make that face, I think of you. <laughs> Sorry for getting in your head like that, Perry. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the uh, all right. We were talking about saxophone and then we we're talking about getting you in studio for Josh Brady. Yes. I think you would like Josh Brady because it's the easiest game show and the fastest game show on the Internet. So okay. you don't have to like study anything, any of that kind of stuff. Also, game shows uh, you do. I mean, you did that Jurassic Park showdown. That was very entertaining. I I like I like game shows where I know like deep down to my core I have a chance at winning. Makes Not sense. like it's 
like it's a crapshoot. Yeah. But now you've been watching all this Jeopardy, you should you're like getting stronger. I'm, getting stronger. I'm not half bad. I mean, it's yeah. totally dependent on the on the category. It's like mm-hmm. if you give me something history or geography related, related odds are I'm going to get nothing. But right. if there's anything that's even like a foot in the pop culture world, Done. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I'm with you too because it's very general when it comes to the pop pop culture yes. knowledge. Like my nightmare is getting on Jeopardy and it's like Russian literature, American authors, you know, uh, yeah, European geography. That. I'm like, oh god. There's no way I'd ever audition for Jeopardy, but. I am going to do this before I fly back to LA. I am 100% sending in an audition tape for Wheel of Fortune. I think you should. I think that's I, very smart. I'm pretty good at word puzzles. Yeah. I feel I feel really good about my chances, okay. except for the fact that I feel like I'd be the jerk who would get on the show and then just spin bankrupt the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Never gets play. That's my that's my nightmare. Is I get on Wheel of Fortune and I spin that thing so cuz you notice when you start hitting bankrupt it lands on bankrupt with you all of the time. Every it's time. fixed. It's fixed. It's totally or, fixed. or I. This is like. This feels like a really geeky wheel of fortune knowledge. I'd be the one who could solve the crossword puzzle, but like be a moron in the moment and say "and." Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, it I drives know. me nuts when people do that, and I yell at the screen when they do it. But that's something that I would do because of the lights and the nerves. Read the puzzle. Yes. Read the puzzle. Just read the words, and that's it. It's really tough, but like we know, when you get under the lights, Perry. Sometimes things get a little tense. Anything can happen. Get a little tense. All right. So I got Jean Trebek coming on the show tomorrow with her uh, business partner, Allison Martin, which is really fun. Um, Your favorite guest host thus far on Jeopardy. And tell me why it's not Katie Couric. Because it is Katie Couric. (laughs) Katie Couric is the correct answer. But, you know. Um, She was my favorite. I like I like Katie Couric. Yeah, I, I've been I've been reading a lot of uh, a lot of responses to Savannah Guthrie, and my my mother is very critical of her wardrobe. Oh <laughs> man, like not liking her her dresses, <laughs> I guess. So now now that's all I can think about when I think of Savannah. My Bialik was great. I really okay. liked her. I also really liked Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was pretty good. I don't know who did his hair. I've said it multiple times. Whoever was doing his hair was it was a total travesty. But he was he got better. He was low energy, but he got better. He When he started, you could tell he was like, I don't know if I care about these people. And then by the end, I think he was like, all right, I kind of care about the people. It feels like he got in the groove and it feels like his natural energy at the end was the right energy for that kind of show. And it was just fun seeing him do something else, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now that he he may never play football again, you know, who knows? <gasps> I mean, he may not. Ne- oh, is there like a like a trade dispute. issue with him? Yeah, he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. Yes. And like there's a contract okay. thing. He wants to be traded. He doesn't like the franchise. It's a whole thing. But Ikaika Shively, who's it's a great Packers. It's always a whole thing. I feel like every team has a whole thing right now. <laughs> You're not wrong, I don't, think, I don't know what team to pick anymore. Yeah. Well, you can just be a Steeler fan. That's all. I could. I did watch a lot of Steelers games last season. Yes. I had a good amount of them on my fantasy team. I love that you still play fantasy football. That really I'm warms the heart. full-blown obsessed. I won. You know, I won. You won? My, yep. My first time, like, full-blown win. I, I, I didn't just win the regular season. I also won that pie gow thing that Jeff hosts. Whoa, nice. I um, feeling pretty good about myself at the end of that football season. <laughs> uh, Ikaka Shively, the Hawaiian Unk, what do you got? Uh, the other option is you could be like Mark Riley and root for 27 teams. Yeah, Mark Riley just roots for the whole NFC West at this point. He wears a Seahawks I mean, he fan. Wins, but he, he, he also wins has a every Rams. season, then. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, I, you know what I got into this season? I've obviously been doing it for a long time, but I'm very into it this season is fantasy golf. So you play every week, and you, you it's all on earnings. And I, as a golf, I know you like golf. I know your family's yes. big golfers. It's like the only activity you could do during the pandemic. I think you'd enjoy fantasy golf. 
Okay. So, <laughs> all right, you play fantasy golf week to week? Week to week. Mm-hmm. So it's like the si- the same amount of time as fantasy football because I've I've tried I've thought about getting into other fantasy sports, but what is it like basketball where where you have to adjust your lineup like every single day and yeah, I'm baseball's afraid I would too look much. So obsessed that I wouldn't have a life right. anymore. Well, that's Ken Napsuck. Is he plays in a rotisserie baseball league and it's a lot of work. Like he's constantly looking at his fan. I did baseball one year, came in dead last because I stopped caring midway through the season. Like I just okay. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't do that to myself. No, I, I can't I can't not care. I know so anything, anything that I do, I have to be ready for the 110% time commitment. It pains me to say that that happened to me, that I stopped caring because I, you, as you know, I love a great competition. I love caring about competing and I love winning. Okay. As, as the greatest mixed doubles pairing in the history of beer pong, you know that we love winning. We are a winning people. Yep. So always. I don't. I don't know how. I don't have, know how to function any other way. Correct. That is one hundred percent. We got a super chat, and this is a good question, Perry. Jeff Nicholas asks, very on theme. How would y'all's family feud team play out? So, if the Makugas played the Nemirovs in a family feud, and I will break this down for me. So, it's mom, dad, brother, me. You get five in family feud. Am I correct? Five. Five. Uh, yeah, I think so. Five. So, and a. Uh, uh, I'll say it. She'll she will agree with me on this one. Amanda is out. I think Ashley, my brother's wife, would be in because she's pretty good at this kind of stuff. Okay. Amanda, so can, unfortunately, I, is not. <laughs> so I I don't have to take my entire immediate family. Right, 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 right. But do I want my entire immediate family just for like comedic effect? I think that you would take mom, dad. You Lonnie. Um, that's the problem. Okay, no. My mom my mom would be really good. She she's really she's really on it with any game show. And I feel okay. like she's got that that quick response that you would need in Family Feud. I'm concerned about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like my my dad would be one of those players who like filled in the blank and created something offensive out of it okay. without knowing it. Yep. Or yep, just yep. or just said something that was completely unrelated to the clue. Oh, that's what she said kind of moment. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like we would just be doomed whenever yeah. he played. Well, I mean, and that's the comedy that they would want. If we're talking about audition tapes sending in, you know, Nemiroff yeah. versus Makugas. Because my, my mom would be very good. She's a teacher. She's good on quick responses. She loves trivia. I think my dad and your dad, very similar. Might say something offensive. Don't know how to answer. Say the word wrong. All of a sudden, you know, like, yeah. oh, God, here's John Makuga. My brother, very calculated. He'd be very good at the game, quick on his feet. Ashley, same way. Me, just there for comedic relief. And, you know, I'd probably I'd probably be, obviously, I'd be number one in the thing. So it always happened. But I would always go with the group in the answer when they're like, everybody's huddled together. Like, what do we think? What do you think? You go with okay. the group. Go with the group. I would be the one taking it too seriously, uh-huh. but I'd be pretty good. I'd be, yeah. I'd be a good asset to the team. Okay. My brother-in-law has to play Matt because yes. he's he knows his stuff and and he know he just like knows game strategy. Okay. I feel like he'd be okay. very very valuable in that respect. Lonnie's pretty good. Lonnie Lonnie would come Lonnie would come on the show like all giggly like I'm not like I don't know anything and then right. she would wind up delivering great answers. Sure. And my mom, like I said, she she's on her stuff. She knows how to play. Okay. <laughs> so my dad would be the wild card yeah. though. And, he'd but, be he'd be making those viral clips that would just go everywhere. But every team needs a wild card, Perry. I guess so. Every so team. that that's my team. Yes. Um, okay. What's going on with Collider? What, I mean, ladies night I've watched, you've had some huge yes. guests. You've been crushing yes. it. Um, Thank you. yeah. And I'm, I mean, 
I, I keep up to date on the website because I need to know what's happening because without it, I don't. I don't really, I, you know me, I was always just more of the comedic relief. My favorite thing was when you came up to me after like one movie talk, you're like, you don't have to be like, you're like, you could be like a little more serious. I'm like, very, very. <laughs> I was fired like, from mailbag. So, you know, yeah. it was like the first time we tried. Yeah. Friday fun day. <laughs> Friday fun day. And only, we only had two Fridays, Barry. We only did that twice. Yeah. Uh, I live on a Collider Ladies Night Island, okay. and I couldn't be happier about it. Yes. Except I still do some other interviews every okay. once in a while. Like, I still, like, I got to cover uh, Cobra Kai, yes. those kinds of junk. It's like shows that I'm full-blown obsessed with, so okay. I can't complain about that. Okay. But it's Ladies Night all the time. I adore that show so, so much. Yes. I believe in it. We're getting great guests. We have changed up the format of the show. Like, you know how it used to be just a really long interview? Sure. You still get that in podcast form, but now we kind of cut down the video. So awesome. it's a it's a snappier 15 minutes. So now you got all these different options for whatever you want to watch or listen to. So Amazing. we're just, we're trying to get a little of everything and I feel like we're getting there with it. Highlights so far. I mean, I will say I watched the entire Carrie Coon interview because I'm a ginormous <laughs> Carrie Coon fan. She's I mean, incredible. Leftovers might be the most, I mean, it's in the top five most underrated TV shows of all time. And she is fantastic. She was also... What did, what did she do right after um, Leftovers? I think, was it a movie or was it a TV show? Was she in The Sinner? That, that's, that's not right. The Sinner. No. I only, I only ever watched the first season of The Sinner. I think she was in season two of The Sinner. And she was great I, in that as well. Yes. Hold on I, I might have missed out on that. She's okay. great in everything, though. It's yes. like even the movie that she was promoting... When she came on the show, it wasn't really my favorite movie, but there was no denying that she just delivers jaw-dropping work in it. The Nest. Yeah, okay, The Nest. It's not a pleasant movie to watch. It's, um, you know, it, she's one of those people. Yes, she was in season two of The Sinner. Thank you. Boom. Um, she's one of those people, and I, this is one of my biggest pet peeves in all the movies. Like, the movie wasn't very good, but the performances were awesome. Here's the thing. I'll watch Carrie Coon. I'll watch Carrie Coon. Even if the movie kind of sucks, I'll watch her. The nest doesn't necessarily suck. Okay, it well, was not, not for me. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Is it about the nest cameras and like where they are in your house? That sounds like a horror movie that I would like quite a bit. Come I'm on, very, Perry! I'm very into screen life horror. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> Have you seen this um, Paranormal Activity three movie? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited that you're watching it. I think it's. I think the. So I think that Paranormal Activity, the franchise, has a bad reputation because the movies after three, not including the marked ones, are not very good. Okay. But one, two, and three are excellent. And they're a vet they're a better trilogy than they ever should have been. I left the it's movie good. ten minutes into one because I was on I went with like friends, but I was sort of like trying to like be with this girl and she wanted to see it. And I was like, I'm just gonna leave. You guys can meet me at the bar at the Arclight. I'm not going to sit through this movie. You know how much I want you to watch horror movies that I love. Mm -hmm. I give you a pass on that Paranormal Activity movie because that when that came out, that was one of the first movies in a really long time that, you know, had me laying awake at night expecting to see the bathroom light randomly turning on down the hallway or something. That, that definitely got in my head a little. See, this is the shit I'm talking about, Perry. Like, now I'm going to... now. I have enough trouble. Oh, God. See, if you're getting scared, you know I'm going to be. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's not as much the case, I think, with three, though. 
But I wonder if that just comes from me having known the mythology, you know, where my head was at at that point, having seen one and two so many times over. You need you need like a fun, like a fun campy slasher movie. That's well, they made me do. watch that stupid uh, poltergeist. Poltergeist. Which was the new the new Poltergeist? No, the or old original, one. the one with Greg T. Nelson. Oh, the original one. Yeah. I love Poltergeist. That oh, was one of the yeah. first horror movies I ever saw. That movie is terrifying. You should watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm that good. is that is the first horror movie I ever saw, and at the time, I did not realize it was a horror comedy. But <laughs> I, it is. But, well, they have they during Halloween Horror Nights, we had to walk through that yeah. stupid. That, that was one of the yeah. best mazes of that year too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like this pun from Michael Kelter, Perry Normal. I like that. Paranormal. Uh, Mance came up with that. Oh, he always like calls that. me Paranormal Activity. I like that. That's a good I one. I adore that nickname. Yes. Okay. So wait. So okay. So highlights of Ladies' uh, Night so far. Oh my God! So many. So many. I. I feel ridiculously lucky because you know how much I love the interviews. Yeah. Very very scared when we all went into lockdown, and I know there's more important things in the world, but you know, work work is my life, and yes, I'm okay with that. I like fine. it that way. Yes. I was very nervous to not have my work that I love so much in mm-hmm. my life, but they pivoted. All those folks who run the junkets, they pivoted into virtual interviews so quickly, and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, highlights would probably be the Naomi Scott interview. Right. Okay. Very very good, and I'm not saying that to give myself credit just because she is an utterly delightful interview. She is just like, so like bubbly and, and just like giving with information. She just talks about everything so passionately. And I think we were talking for like 90 minutes when I had booked her for something like 45, I could have gone on for hours with her. She, she was a very, very good one. What was that for? Was that to promo something or was that that was for, it was actually really good. It's for a podcast series that she did called Soft Voice. And Soft I don't Voice. really cover podcast series, but I listened to it and okay. it's it's great. It's really, really good. Uh, she's it's a in it, Bill podca- in it. It's a, pod, mm-hmm. it's a scripted podcast. Yeah, scripted okay. podcast. Those are always tough for me too. I, I, I find those hard uh, to listen to. I tried to listen to one. We tried to listen to one in the car and we, we couldn't do it. I think, I think there's like, that's like a two type of people thing. It's like, you can either do that or you can't. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks back in LA, like whenever I would run or drive in the car, but yeah. I've completely stopped listening to audiobooks since I've been here. I listened to audio, we used to listen to audiobooks as a family driving to vacation in the summertime, which was always very fun. That's uh, very wholesome. Yeah, it was a very whole, a very wholesome family, Perry. We weren't allowed <laughs> to, you know. That my- was like the exact opposite of my family. My dad, <laughs> my dad had one of those super old school, like, you know, like, like a box TV thing that used to sit on the center console and he would take VHS tapes and make these little, like, I don't know what they're called, like the little tapes out of them. So like we'd be sitting in the car watching, I don't know, Jurassic Park or Scream (laughs) going on a family road trip. With a one year we had uh, one of those conversion vans. My dad was a car dealer. So we got it up the Ah. lot and it had a TV on it. And the only VHSs we brought, I think were like Goonies and Jean-Claude Van Damme's Lionheart. And after the second time we watched Lionheart, my dad's like, all right, enough of that. We're, We're listening to books on tape. So we went back to the books on tape. This this all makes too much sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so name Naomi Scott. Any like any any parts of any of the interviews that kind of like blew your mind a little bit? Because I, you know, I'm oh. you're very good at your job. I mean, if anyone saw the clip about Game of Thrones from the Hannah Waddingham yeah. interview, that that was uh that was an interesting discussion. She was also like an especially good interview. She is just like 
oozing with energy. And you watch Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh it's, my God. It's the best show Ted on TV. Lasso's incredible. She's so good in it. But when she was talking about her experience on Game of Thrones, it's it's just like a really interesting conversation because I don't know. I think about this all the time, no matter what the role is or what it calls for. Just the idea of an actor completely giving themselves to a character who might be in a really, really dire situation. It's like, where do you draw the line between fully embracing that, but having some distance between you and something that could stick with you in a a traumatic dark, way? Yeah, a dark, traumatic way. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, it, that's why I was thinking like the method acting thing is so sometimes just irresponsible. I listen, I get it. And we appreciate your performances, but to, to a certain extent, I mean, people have been mentally scarred from roles that they've done and that's insanity. Yeah. I, I give actors a lot of credit. Ultimately, I guess it's their, it's their choice, but I would yeah. hope that there would be people around them prioritizing safety, whether it's physical or mental safety above all else. Yeah, and I think a lot of times the mental safety is the first thing to go, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's scary to think about, but I, I understand that. Even even when you think about just like us as viewers watching things, when yeah. something burrows its way into your brain, it, it could be stuck there. Are you trying to like make the Paranormal Activity 3 callback here, Perry? Like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Man. I don't, Perry, you know, I got a daughter now. I got a daughter now. I can't be having night terrors and keeping my daughter awake, though she is out of the bedroom have, into her crib now. Have you seen Paranormal Activity 2? Perry, are you fucking kidding me? I feel I feel like, as the father of an infant, don't see Paranormal Activity 2. There there are two, like, young girls in three, though. And Wait. I don't I don't think it would necessarily, I don't know. Do they lose yeah. a baby in two or something? There's a, like, there is a, there's a baby involved in some of the scares in two. And three, it's like, it's, you know, two young girls. I guess they're between like five and seven, maybe. What the hell is this movie that you're making me watch? There's some, there's some qualities about Paranormal Activity 3 that feel maybe a little more playful, like the way mm. that they move the camera and stuff. So so that might not make it as scary as the first and second. Man, oh man, oh man. All oh, right. Now I'm remembering what three is. Yeah, uh, you're going to have fun with that one. All right, shut <laughs> up, all of you. Um it's, it is very good. Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, we got a, a quick uh, super chat, and then we're going to play a little number off, number on for old times. Oh, sake. yes, Perry. I missed this game. Uh, Kingsport Cal chimes in. Perry, best memories of the Schmo crew on set, I'm guessing for movie talk or anything like that. Oh, my. You can just say movie. Oh, so many. So many. The the first one, whenever I, I think back on Collider memories with the whole team, the first one that always comes to mind without fail is you remember when I hosted the Cobra Kai comic-con panel? I do. Yeah. I was so, well, this goes to you too. I was so excited. I was so nervous. That was like the biggest thing I had ever done. Sure. And before the panel, you were kind enough to go through all my questions with me yeah. and give me feedback. And that was invaluable. Sure. And then after Haley, Thad and Dorian had come with me to the panel I think Haley was behind backstage with me and then Dorian and Thad were watching in the audience. And then right after I got off, they were just so genuinely like kind and happy about how well it went. And like, you know, when, when someone's just like, Oh, like good job. And like, <laughs> yeah. it feels but was calm. it a good like, job? Yeah. 
like their excitement felt so pure. I will. I'll just like never forget their reaction to that. Yeah. Good. And how much it meant to me. Well, hey, you you crush your job, Perry. You're very good at what you do. Uh, and keep crushing it on Ladies Night. Um, I look forward to all of that. And you getting to work with Thad more often is, you know, I'm jealous. He's my buddy. I miss him. Thad um, is the best. He's the best. Uh, okay, let's play some Never Off, Never On. You ready? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. Never Off, Never On. Never On. Never On? <laughs> never Off, Never On. An old Superman like Logan, okay? In honor of our buddy, the late, great John Schnapp, an old Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage. Like, somehow, the Earth has been infected with kryptonite, and Superman can age, and now he's old, and it's Nicolas Cage. Why'd you start with such an easy one? Okay. Nemeron. Nemeron. Okay, good, good, good. Oh, I, man. Yeah. That sounds cool, right? I just came up with that. It really, it really does sound cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down for Nick Cage doing his thing in pretty much any movie right now. Did I, did I, I told you the Nicolas Cage on the plane story, right? You didn't. So I'm, I was, when I was still doing the show for WGN America, we did an episode in Vegas and I, they flew me on this thing called Jet Suite X, which is like, yes. it's, you know what I mean? It's like the same price as a normal plane basically, but, you, but you fly basically private with like 20 other people to Vegas. It's like, we, it, fl- we flew there for a Star Trek convention. See, there you was. go. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You're basically on a private plane, but it's commercial. It's weird. It's like, it's a cool thing. You go in this private hangar. It's awesome. Sometimes it's even cheaper, actually. I know. It's out of Burbank. You like, you, they take your car. It's great. Um, and so I got, I get on the plane early and the best thing was that she was like, what would you like to drink? And, and I was like, well, I drink Jack Daniels. And she said, oh, would you like a double or a triple? And I was like, what? <laughs> well, clearly my lady, I will have a triple. Thank you so much. Um, so the plane is like, you know, about to take off and on walks Nicolas Cage. And he's dressed in like all black leather with a black leather cowboy hat. And we made eye contact. And I was like, oh, man, it's friggin' Nicolas Cage. This is insane. So, uh, you know, the plane lands and I get off and I sort I'm like walking a little bit slower and he gets off and he walks by me. And I said, Mr. Cage, just real quick, I want to say I was good buddies with John Schnapp. And he stopped and he said, that was a really cool documentary. What a really cool guy. And I was like, thanks, man. And he walked away and like got in his car. And I was like, maybe, oh, you don't want to ask me for a ride? With You can't drop me off my, oh, never mind. All right, see you, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah, I love that story. I'm really so glad cool. you shared that. It was cool. All right, Nemiroff, Nemiron, a live action Hamilton. Like a, at, not on the stage, but like in the Heights, but live action so that we finally get like the Hamilton movie that we've been promised. Oh, definitely Nemeron. Okay. And I think they're going to do it. Okay. I feel like they, they had so much success with that Disney Plus release that it would be silly for them not to want to make more. Right. Did you like In the Heights? I did like In the Heights. Okay. I liked it quite a bit. All I right. just wish more people saw it. It feels, <laughs> it feels like it didn't it didn't have as noisy of a reaction as I thought it was going to. Well, it doesn't have the same, uh, you know, it, the following that Hamilton did, even though in my, I, listen, I've seen them both, you know, me in musicals, even these rap musicals. I'm like, oh my God, this is exhausting. It's so long. But I enjoyed In the Heights more than I enjoyed Hamilton. It doesn't have the same following. You're right. I also think the stars kind of aligned for the Hamilton release on Disney plus because mm-hmm. of like the state of the world and what we were in the middle of and what we needed at the time. Whereas okay. in the Heights is kind of caught in that weird middle ground of, you know, hybrid release. Are we going to get out and see things in the theater? Are we going to stay home and watch it on HBO max? Are we not going to do anything? And we're going to do outdoor activity. There, there's just so much going on right I now. Yeah. 
Um, that gets the, your la one of the last questions. We'll get into that because I know you're very passionate about it, and I'm still working on my <laughs> idea for the Josh Makuga show. About I know this. you're getting that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nemeroff, Nemeron, Bad Boys for Life. I have to say Nemeron just for you, yes. but you're gonna you're gonna be real disappointed when I tell you I've never seen the last one. What, Perry? It was yeah. the number one movie of 2020. There, I mean, there was a. I feel like, oh, I know why. Because what always happens is when we go to the Sundance Film Festival, any of those movies that come out at that time of year, I always wind up missing them. And then I uh, fail to catch up on them. And mm -hmm. I think, what was that? End of January, right? Correct. Yeah, it was right around my birthday. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, I got to yeah. fix that, though, because I've only heard the best things. Uh, Perry, it's on HBO Max, I think. Is it? It's one of them. I mean, it's All out right. there. It's fantastic. No, no excuse. You know, it, and I mean, obviously, I'm very partial to the whole franchise, but... Um, it's the best, like, really long follow-up to a movie we've seen maybe ever because The Zoolander 2 was a disaster. Dumb and Dumber 2 was a disaster. Like, all those movies that waited, this Coming to America 2, I finally sat down and watched part of it this weekend because David Griffin said it was so bad. I'm like, I was disappointed by it. Like, I was, like, hurt. My feelings were kind of hurt by it because I you love the first I Coming to America so much. You know what should change that trend or, or follow in the footsteps of the latest bad boys? What's that? Scream 5. Ah, are they doing that? I mean, there wasn't as big of a like a gap because we had Scream Four in 2011, but yeah, uh, 2022. Whoa, are you excited? Ikaika Shav is a big horror guy too. Okay, right. I'm so, I'm so excited for that movie. I have so much faith in those directors. Here's a good you. I think you saw this. You saw Ready or Not, right? Ready or Not. With Samara Weaving and and no. she she's marrying into this. Uh, oh, it's like Knives Out, but but crazier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not see that. No, no, no. Oh, that that feels that feels very safe for you. Okay. It's a, I'm getting a thumbs up from me. You, yeah, like I think okay. that one I think you would genuinely like. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant those, that Midsummer. Those directors are directing Scream 5. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't. I, I thought you meant that Midsummer movie, and I was never going to see no, that. You no, you no, 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 no. don't need to see that. Yeah, okay. Um, Nemeroff, Nemeron. These are these the first few are easy, and we're getting some harder ones. We could be mixed doubles national champions in beer pong. Oh, Nemeron. Nemeron. Yeah. I want. I want to find a place to play. Like, I mean, real competitive beer pong with okay. stakes, because I'm pretty sure that I am better than ever after this last year and a half. I don't doubt it, Perry. I don't doubt it. Just give me back. We started playing a game in here during some of our drink ups called All Pong, where you can launch balls at a table full of cups, and depending on what cup you hit. Uh, certain drinking happens. It's pretty fun. I need to play this. Yeah, you'll come on. Listen, you're coming back to LA. We're waiting for okay. you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nemeroff, Nemeron. Taron Egerton not winning an Oscar for Rocket Man is the biggest snub in Oscar history next to Saving Private Ryan. Or not being nominated or whatever. I'll say, all right, now that you've changed the wording, I'll say Nemeron because I, I really deep down believe he should have been nominated. I listen to that soundtrack all the time. It's great. All the time. Okay. You know, the only thing that nominated, Kike and Shivan and I were looking it up this morning because Elton John tickets, because he's starting that, that uh, yeah. goodbye is coming out in 2022. So we were talking about it this morning. The only thing nominated from that movie was the song. Yeah. That's it. And it won. And it won. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It is. Okay. Uh, Nemeroff, Nemeron, best golf movie of all time is Tin Cup. I'll say, I'll say Nemeroff because Happy Gilmore. Okay. <laughs> A okay. life-changing movie for me. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that'd be good it, it spices up every golf round. You know what's... We have that video. We have that video. We, we do. 
I, but like whether it's that, that big swing or yeah. literally anything else that happens in that movie, I don't think I've ever played a round of golf without referencing that movie at least once. Every single time. I, the thing that I say, the one of three things I always say, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit, right? Or when he's like, uh, I think it's breaking left, right? That's because you're wearing one shoe. That's a very <laughs> underrated line. I'm a, do you, did I, I told you about my weird putting. Did I have my weird putting problem? I don't think so. I have this. I'm not going to say the word, but I have this uh, this thing where when I I putt, my right hand shakes. Oh no! So I've reversed uh, I've reversed the way that I uh, I the hold claw. the putter, but I'm still a terrible putter. So okay. my line is always like getting close to the the putting green and yelling at the ball, like <laughs> go to your home. Why don't you want to go to your home? You should get one of the uh, the longer putters that you can anchor against your the arm. Be- the belly putter. Yeah. I I've tried one of those before. I don't like that, but. Okay. When I when I reverse my hands on the on the putter, then okay. it seems to have stopped it because now I, I have more control on my left than I do my right. Another thing to look at: a buddy of mine has the same one of the same afflictions. He puts left-handed now. I guess I guess that is kind of what I'm doing because yeah. if I reverse my grip, that yep. would be yep what lefties do. Correct. All right. Yeah. All right. Nemer off. Nemer on. The box office is dead. Oh, Nemer off. That's okay. not true. Okay. Because box office isn't dead, it's different. It's different. Yeah. How are we going to explain this to as somebody that still wants to do my mad movies idea, where I just break stuff and yell about the movies, and you're you're my co-host in it, which we have to well, clear with Collider going forward. But we're going to do it, Perry. We're going to do it. I I feel like your idea for a box office show is is probably better off than what I used to do because I haven't done box office predictions in a year and a half. And that was a movie that I, that was a uh, show I did without fail every week for so long. And I, I can't do it anymore because all of my predictions were so reliant on past trends. And now not only are the latest past trends not applicable anymore, but like who knows what's going to happen like, I feel like the pandemic just accelerated the path that we were already on in terms of, you know, theatrical versus streaming wars. So mm-hmm. like none of my my data and stats and trends from before apply now. And I don't know if they're ever going to apply the same way. If the movie theaters, as we know them within the next five to 10 years, start to disappear. Do you think that putting indoor top golfs is the way to go in those old movie theater spaces? Well, that's a very good idea. <laughs> I knew it. I, I, knew don't it. I don't think they're ever going to disappear. I okay. think I think we definitely sadly lost some theaters during the pandemic for, for a multitude of reasons, not sure. just because we're in this uh, phase where theaters are, are going away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I'm still of the mind that I, I have a feeling that movie theaters are going to wind up being mostly for the biggest of the big releases. And then some of the smaller releases are going to be on uh, streaming platforms, but we still have some, you know, boutique theaters out there that are going to show the smaller things. All right. Okay. Perry Nemiroff, always a, a light of positivity. All right. We, let's I do believe it. These, uh, these last four we'll do, we'll do quick. Cause I know you got to go. Okay. okay. Uh, Nemiroff number on the best movie of 2021 so far is F9. Never off, never off. The best best movie of 2021 for me so far, I think, is A Quiet Place Part Two. Okay, Quiet Place Two. Okay, got it. I did like F9 quite a bit, though. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna take the baby, and Amanda's gonna go watch Quiet Place Two by herself. She really wants to do that. Okay, I highly recommend it. Uh, Never off, never on, never on. The best movie in the last five years, in your opinion, is Booksmart. 
Man, I want to say Nemeron so badly, but do I have to say Nemeroff if it doesn't reflect my yearly rankings? I'm going to cheat. Let's just go with Nemeron. I uh, love that movie. I know you do. Okay. I love it. Nemeroff, Nemeron. Horror movies are the worst. <laughs> Couldn't be more Nemeroff for this one. Okay. And finally, Jurassic World is the same movie as Jurassic Park, but with bigger stuff. Oh, never on. And I think I think that's an appropriate description. And I also think that's what they were trying to do. Okay. All right. Success. Success. Perry Nemiroff, I miss you. Can't wait to see you back here in LA. Come into studio. You're welcome Two here weeks. anytime. Two weeks. Two weeks. Anytime. Uh, give those nieces and nephews hugs for me. Tell Lonnie and the family I say hello. Listen, I'm just waiting for my invite to New York to play golf with your parents. I'm just I'm just I'm just sitting here waiting. That's all. That's all. Well, Pittsburgh is a little bit of a drive, but if you it want is. to do it, it is. It's a hike. Come on over. I, still have, I have like 945 family members to see in three days, Perry. It's so many people. Um, Anytime you want, though, that offer still stands. I love it. Perry Nemroff, stay safe out there. We'll see you soon. Of course. Thanks for having me. Bye, Perry. Perry's the best. Thank you all for uh, for tuning in. And um, <laughs> uh, Kingsport Cal comes in with a super chat. My liquor guy is looking into Boone's bourbon. I like that he's got a liquor guy. That's I'm I'm a fan of this. Uh, thanks to everybody that has been tuning in uh, all episode. Really appreciate Perry taking the time with us, Mister. Um, let's do some videos that make me smile, and we can uh, get out of here. There's me. All right, is this real? Or is this a giant croc? It might, it might be a bigger croc, but still a really small puppy. I mean, and it's like perfectly quiet. Dude, that's not a small puppy. That is miniature. That is a miniature no, thing. No, that's a really small puppy, but it might be a, a bigger croc, too. Look at the size of this little thing. It's the cutest thing of all time. It has like actual personality already. Look at it. It's like, it's what what is happening here? I mean, just unbelievable. This uh, it's it blew my mind. This was like the sweetest thing of all time. It's so small. Look at him or her. I don't know. It's the cutest thing ever. All right, what's next? All right, look at this dad. Boom, got twins. He puts the visor on with his wife's face. He puts the boobs through the shirt. It's working. The, They're staring at her. Look at it. This is really good dadding right here. I mean, this is this is going full. On because when you have twins, you got to just figure it out, man. You got to figure it out. Holy cow, just genius. Was this the last one or we have one more? I have one more. Yes. What? I have a dad joke for you. What? <laughs> what sound does a witch's vehicle make? What? Broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs> she liked it. She liked it. I'm sorry. I'm saying I have a joke for you. What is it? What's brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> hey, Chris. That's good. I like her. We got to get her on the show. That's good. She that has is. like 13 million followers. On Does she? Yeah. yeah, let's get her. What, what, she come on. Also, we got I was making a surprise, but something to look forward to since you're scared of paranormal activity. Mm-mm. I ordered something on Amazon. Oh, no. Five recorders. What's that mean? Recorders. The instrument. <laughs> we can start a band. This is genius. You've been saying for so long you wanted recorders. This is a genius yeah. level. It was like nine bucks for five of them. Oh, man. Ken is going to hate it. I also got, for me, a slide whistle. Yeah, you did. 
Yep. That's going to be, per- oh man, we're just stepping it up a notch. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for tuning in on a Monday. We appreciate you. Uh, stay safe out there. Be kind to one another. Uh, call somebody. Tell them you love them. Choose positivity every single day. Um, it's an act of choice. It's way easier to love than hate. Find the good. We'll see you tomorrow. Gene Trebek, Allison Martin in studio. Be ready. We love you all so much. Take care.